Welcome back to the Reggie and Royal podcast. Here in episode 12, our topic is international carbon credits and cryptocurrencies. This is the last of a three-part series on the expected major impact of carbon capture, carbon neutrality, and carbon credits on our future business and investment environment. As we left episode 9, we introduced the subject of carbon neutrality and crypto. This followed episode 8, Carbon Credits and Crypto where we looked at the rapid and strategic developments in the emerging cryptocurrency niche of mandatory carbon offsets, as they apply to the blockchain, which was the first installment in our three-part series, Mark Cuban has been an early investor in this space, and has committed to regular purchases of carbon credits in the open market, this has been said to be one of the most significant growth opportunities over the next decade, one seasoned investor puts the segment as being, right now, where Bitcoin was a decade ago. With regard to the outstanding and lucrative growth opportunities ahead of us, before we continue into our primary topic, we now feel that the time is appropriate to address our previous pauses of addressing our impressions of the Bitcoin market. We're prepared to do this previously termed deep dive into the topic. At the present time, much of the overhang of intermarket asset allocations and rebalancing, potential legislation and likely regulations on cryptocurrency is yet to be settled, as this further develops will have a more significant contribution to make in a way that offers greater guidance and directions for your informed decision making. Meanwhile, just in the past three months, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have had their biggest up move in many months, roughly 53% in the past six months. This merits attention in further detail in a later discussion. Bitcoin market developments in the past year, as of November 2022, Bitcoin faced a significant drop in price hitting a two-year low due to concerns about the collapse of crypto platform FTX and its impact on the overall market. The price briefly dipped below $15,500 on November 21st, primarily driven by worries about the future of Genesis Global Capital, a crypto lending firm closely tied to FTX, FTX implosion. The implosion of FTX had repercussions across the crypto community, given FTX's substantial market share, market com. Indices pointing toward a potential slowdown in central bank interest rate increases, especially in the United States, helped restore some calm in the crypto market after the FTX fallout. Bitcoin ETF approval process, spot Bitcoin ETF approval. In a historic decision, the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, recently approved 13 applications for spot Bitcoin ETFs. These ETFs allow investors to gain direct exposure to Bitcoin, making it more accessible for institutional players significance, the spot ETF approval is a game-changer, enabling deep-pocketed institutions to invest in Bitcoin without purchasing it directly, it marks a new chapter in Bitcoin's history as it finds a home on Wall Street, previous limitations, before this approval, investors could only access Bitcoin indirectly through futures ETFs or trusts, however, these alternatives had limitations in precisely mirroring Bitcoin's performance, direct alignment, a spot Bitcoin ETF allows sponsors to transact actual Bitcoins directly, ensuring alignment between the ETF's price and Bitcoin's actual market value. Price predictions from prominent financial authorities. Here are some notable predictions. 1. Kathy Wood, CEO, ARK Invest, 2024 prediction, Bitcoin could reach $650,000 by 2024 and potentially $1.5 million by 2030. Optimism stems from the potential spot Bitcoin ETF and Bitcoin's decentralized nature, contrasting with centralized entities like FTX, emphasizes Bitcoin's role as a unique global digital monetary system. 2. Mike Novogratz, CEO, Galaxy Digital, 2024 prediction, Bitcoin could reach $500,000. Novogratz has significantly revised his earlier bullish predictions, reflecting growing confidence in Bitcoin's future. 3. 
General consensus, economists and financial experts expect substantial price growth for Bitcoin by 2025. Respondents anticipate an average price of over $87,000 by 2025 and $220,000 by 2030. Institutional investors and wealth managers also foresee higher prices for Bitcoin within the next five years, with the possibility of reaching $100,000 per Bitcoin. We also have a highly significant update on the technical analysis of Bitcoin, which lends a substantial projection of price performance over the next two years. Every major Bitcoin bull markets occurred in three stages. Stage 1, the 200-day moving average crosses into a bullish posture. Stage 2, the Bitcoin halving event occurs within 9 to 15 months. Stage 3, dash Bitcoin price peaks between 350 and 600 days after the halving event. Step 1 occurred one year ago. Step 2 occurs in April 20, 24. The next stage 3 event, the Bitcoin peak, is expected no later than September of 2025. What is Bitcoin halving? New Bitcoins are issued by the Bitcoin network every 10 minutes, for the first four years of Bitcoin's existence, the amount of new Bitcoins issued every 10 minutes was 50, every four years, this number is cut in half, the day the amount halves is called a halving or halvening, in the 2012 halving, the amount of new Bitcoins, BTC, issued every 10 minutes dropped from 50 Bitcoins to 25, in 2016, it dropped from 25 BTC to 12.5 BTC. In the most recent May 11, 2020 halving, the reward dropped from 12.5 to 6.25 Bitcoin per block, in approximately 75 days, as of February 2nd. In the 2024 halving, the reward will drop from 6.25 BTC per block to 3.125 BTC. Reminder for the day, only 900 hashtag Bitcoin are mined freshly every day. This number will drop to 450 after the halving. If you'd like to fully understand why, and, when significant price movements in Bitcoin occur, then, look no further than these halving events. The 2012 block halving was the first halving and happened on November 28, 2012, price on halving day, $12.35, price 150 days later, $127, price 370 days later, $1,166, or, plus 934% higher than halving day, the 2016 halving was Bitcoin's second halving, and occurred on July 9, 2016, price on halving day, $650.63, price 150 days later, $758.81, price 432 days later, $19,783, or, plus 2,940% higher than halving day, the 2020 halving was the third halving occurred on May 11, 2020, price on halving day, $8,821.42, price 150 days later, $10,943, price 378 days later, $64,802, or, plus 634% higher than having day, with our first opportunity to participate in a Bitcoin bull market with institutional investors globally, many of the projections between $500,000 and $1 million per Bitcoin cannot be treated casually, so, how do we measure the relative strength or weakness in the Bitcoin market price? Take really good notes here, 
because this could be very important to your financial success in the future. The MVRV ratio is a wonderful tool for evaluating your ability to buy or sell Bitcoin. The market capitalization, market price, of Bitcoin divided by its realized capitalization, realized price, average purchase price for all Bitcoin holders. MVRV ratio measures if the Bitcoin price is undervalued, cheap, or overvalued, expensive. When MVRV is above 3.7, red area, Bitcoin is said to be overvalued, market tops. When it is below 1, green area, Bitcoin is said to be undervalued, market bottom. MVRV is currently above 1, now at 1.8464, and close to its 365-day moving average, orange line, signaling Bitcoin is closer to start a new upward cycle. Bitcoin has a larger market cap, than Bank of America, and Bank of China combined. Total trading volume for spot ETFs in the US over the three days following the release of Bitcoin ETFs approached $10 billion. In comparison, the combined trading volume for all 500 ETFs, launched in the US in 2023, was only $450 million. Bloomberg analyst said that SEC, may approve the launch of options on spot Bitcoin ETF by the end of February, the Securities and Exchange Commission has delayed Ethereum ETF, from January 20, 2024, to March 5, 2024, filed in November by CBOEBZX. The altcoin market cap is also out of the wick of spare market accumulation phase, according to this pattern. The current consolidation should be the final sideways choppy price action, before altcoin prices go parabolic. To conclude the Bitcoin and Ethereum technical picture, here are the recent performance figures for each. Bitcoin up 23.89% over 3 months, up 48.18% over 6 months, up 81.34% in 1 year. Ethereum up 25.43% over 3 months, up 25.38% over 6 months, up 40.12% in 1 year. Both cryptocurrencies are generating buy signals, over weekly and monthly intervals, across a broad spectrum of moving average elements. And now, we pivot to our primary podcast topic, International Carbon Credits and Cryptocurrencies, Part 1, Introduction. We'll explain what carbon credits are, how they work, and why they are important for mitigating climate change. We'll provide some background information on the voluntary carbon market, which is the main source of carbon credits today. We'll mention some of the challenges and limitations of the current system, such as lack of transparency, quality, and price discovery. Carbon credits are a market-based system designed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Here's a brief overview. Carbon credits represent the right to emit one ton of carbon dioxide or an equivalent amount of other greenhouse gases. They can be generated from carbon reduction projects like renewable energy, energy efficiency, or forestry projects. These projects are certified to show they actually reduce emissions compared to a business-as-usual scenario. Companies or individuals can buy the credits to offset their own emissions. This gives projects an additional revenue stream, incentivizing lower carbon practices. The voluntary carbon market is the main source of carbon credits today. Individuals or companies buy these voluntarily to reduce their carbon footprints. The compliance market also exists, where governments require major emitters to obtain and surrender credits. But the voluntary market is larger currently. Some challenges and limitations, studies suggest that Bitcoin mining alone generates as much annual carbon emissions as the entire country of New Zealand. 
This highlights the need for carbon pricing policies to address the environmental impact of cryptocurrency mining. The development of international carbon markets could provide a mechanism for pricing carbon emissions associated with cryptocurrency mining. Carbon pricing policies could be designed to incentivize the use of renewable energy sources for cryptocurrency mining, or to discourage energy-intensive mining practices altogether. These policies could also provide a means for governments to generate revenue from the carbon emissions associated with cryptocurrency mining. Lack of regulation and oversight can reduce transparency and credibility in the voluntary market. It's difficult to ensure credits are additional and not business as usual. Strong verification is essential. Prices have been unstable, ranging from less than $1 to over $30 per ton recently. Better price discovery mechanisms are needed. Double counting can occur if the same credit is sold to multiple buyers. Registries help address this. Overall, it is clear that the environmental impact of cryptocurrency mining must be considered in the development of carbon pricing policies. By taking steps to address this issue, we can help to mitigate the impact of cryptocurrency mining on the environment and promote sustainable energy practices. So in summary, carbon credits create incentives to reduce emissions but need strong standards and verification to maximize their impact on climate change mitigation. The overall goal is to reduce global greenhouse gas emissions cost-effectively. Putting a price on carbon via credits incentivizes the market to find the lowest cost ways to cut emissions. Credits are issued by carbon registries, which certify and track ownership of credits generated from projects. Some major registries are Vera, Gold Standard, and CAR. Credits can be purchased on exchanges or over-the-counter between buyers and project developers. Larger buyers often sign direct purchase agreements. Third-party auditors verify that carbon reduction projects actually achieve their intended results. This validation and verification is important for credit quality. Credits are serialized and assigned unique IDs to avoid double counting. Registries retire credits once they're used to offset emissions. Various project types generate credits, like renewable energy, forest conservation, methane capture, etc. Different standards have been created to approve eligible project types. There is some controversy around using credits to offset emissions instead of cutting one's own emissions directly, but credits are seen by many as a pragmatic tool to finance emission cuts. As climate policies expand, the role of carbon markets and need for high-quality credits is expected to grow, but standards and oversight remain extremely important. Here are some common examples of projects that can generate carbon credits, renewable energy, building solar, wind, or hydropower projects instead of fossil fuel power plants. The credits represent emissions avoided compared to a fossil fuel baseline, energy efficiency, upgrading equipment, appliances, buildings to reduce energy consumption. Credits are based on emissions reductions, forest conservation protecting forests from deforestation, maintaining the trees sequesters CO2, reforestation, restoring forests on degraded lands, the newly planted trees remove CO2 from the atmosphere as they grow, landfill gas capture, installing systems to capture methane gas emitted from landfills, methane is a potent greenhouse gas, so destroying it generates credits, fuel switching, Converting from higher emissions fuels like coal to lower ones like natural gas or biomass, the avoided emissions become credits, transportation, 
supporting lower-carbon transportation like electric vehicles, biodiesel, or mass transit, household devices, distributing efficient cook stoves, solar lanterns, water filters, these reduce fossil fuel use, waste management, projects that recover, reuse, or recycle materials instead of landfilling, reduces methane and other emissions. The credits from these projects can be sold to buyers who want to offset their carbon footprints. The diversity of projects shows many ways emissions can be reduced. Here are some more details on how carbon credits are generated and used. Generation of carbon credits. A project developer identifies a potential emissions reduction project, like building a solar farm or protecting a forest from logging. They submit the project to a carbon registry or verification standard, like VCS or gold standard. The registry assesses the project against its standards to estimate potential emissions reductions. They ensure the reductions will be real, measurable, additional, and permanent. If approved, the project is registered and implemented by the developer. As the project operates, the emissions reductions are quantified and verified through regular audits. The verified reductions are issued as carbon credits, where each credit represents one ton of CO2E reduced. What are some common uses of carbon credits? An individual or company can purchase these credits to offset their own emissions and achieve carbon neutrality. The credits are retired by the registry so they cannot be resold or double counted. Buyers might purchase credits on carbon markets, from brokers, or directly from projects. Major companies like Microsoft and Delta Airlines have purchased credits to help meet emissions goals. Some governments make credit purchases mandatory under cap-and-trade programs and carbon taxes. Credits enable emissions reductions to occur where it is most cost-effective globally. They incentivize investment into sustainability projects. Here are some real-world examples of projects that have generated verified carbon credits. Rimbarea Biodiversity Reserve this reserve in Indonesia helps protect 64,500 acres of tropical peat swamp forest. Its conservation efforts have generated over 65 million credits by avoiding deforestation. Shandi Sugar's Biomass Power This biomass power plant in India uses agricultural waste to generate electricity instead of coal. It has generated over 1.3 million credits since 2010. Grand River Wind Farm Located in Missouri, this wind farm produces 250 megawatts of renewable energy. It has generated over 2.4 million credits by displacing fossil fuel electricity. Garcia River Forest Conservation Through easements and sustainable harvesting, this project in California has conserved over 24,000 acres of redwood and Douglas fir forests. It has generated over 1.5 million credits. Household Biogas Project in Vietnam, this program builds and installs small biogas units for households to displace wood and fossil fuel use. It has issued over 1 million credits since 2007. Kenya Ogeek Forest Conservation, by supporting sustainable land use by indigenous Ogeek people, this project has protected over 78,000 acres of forest in Kenya and generated 870,000 credits. Cordillera Azul National Park Red Project, this conservation project in Peru protects over 1.5 million acres of tropical forest, it has generated over 6 million credits by avoiding deforestation, climate coin, 
This cryptocurrency was launched in 2017 with the aim of providing a decentralized platform for people to purchase and trade carbon credits. The platform uses smart contracts to ensure transparency and traceability in transactions. Viridium, this company uses blockchain technology to create digital tokens that represent carbon credits. The tokens can be purchased by individuals or businesses looking to offset their carbon emissions. Poseidon, this platform uses blockchain technology to allow individuals and businesses to offset their carbon footprint by purchasing carbon credits. The platform also allows users to track their carbon footprint in real time and see the impact of their offsetting efforts. Overall, these case studies demonstrate a variety of projects contributing verified emissions reductions around the world. They also demonstrate the potential for successful implementation of carbon offsetting programs using cryptocurrency and highlight the potential benefits of using blockchain technology in the fight against climate change. Part 2, The Rise of Crypto Carbon Credits Now, we'll introduce the concept of crypto carbon credits, which are tokens that represent retired carbon credits on a blockchain. We'll explain how crypto can provide incentives for both issuers and buyers of carbon credits, as well as create a global infrastructure data layer for tracking and verifying emissions reductions. We'll give some examples of crypto projects that are trying to disrupt the carbon credit market such as Toucan and ClimateDAO. Crypto carbon credits are an emerging innovation aiming to bring carbon markets onto blockchain platforms. Here's an introduction. Crypto carbon credits are digital tokens that represent retired carbon credits. Each token is backed by real carbon credits that have been verified and retired. These tokens are minted on blockchains like Ethereum, allowing the credits to be tracked publicly and preventing double counting or overselling. Crypto provides incentives for credit issuers by allowing fractionalization breaking credits into smaller tokens, unlocking liquidity from smaller buyers. For buyers, it provides transparency, instant settlement, and interoperability between carbon registries. The global ledger of blockchain could serve as an infrastructure data layer for transparency across carbon markets. Some projects innovating in this space, too can allows APIs to mint crypto tokens backed by carbon credits on various registries. Users can buy, retire, or trade these tokens. ClimateDAO uses blockchain to fractionalize credits into tradable tokens and aims to create a decentralized carbon market. Holders are rewarded with governance power. Other crypto projects like Nori, CarbonX, and Patch focus on tokenizing credits or building carbon marketplaces on blockchain. While still in early stages, crypto carbon credits have potential to increase carbon market accessibility, transparency, automation and help tackle climate change but regulatory hurdles remain. We suggest the following websites as good points of reference points on these major projects. 1 https comma slash slash dot earth slash comma 2 https comma slash slash www dot dot finance slash comma let's explain how the fractionalization of carbon credits works and how it benefits issuers and buyers. The fractionalization of carbon credits refers to splitting a carbon credit into smaller denominated tokens, or, units to increase market liquidity. Here are some of the key benefits, for issuers, allows them to sell fractions of credits instead of whole credits, this unlocks demand from smaller buyers who may not need or afford whole credits, creates more potential buyers for their credits rather than just large corporations can enable higher prices per ton of CO2 if there is wider market demand, provides immediate liquidity instead of waiting to find one large buyer for the credits, for buyers, 
allows smaller budgets to buy into carbon credits and offset emissions, retail participation increases, can reduce the minimum buy-in from one whole credit, one ton CO2e, down to 0.1 or 0.01 tokens, lets buyers purchase only the exact amount of offsets they need, tokens can be traded, transferred, swapped like any other crypto asset, overall. Fractionalization via blockchain tokenization opens carbon markets to smaller participants on both the supply and demand sides, it makes carbon credits more accessible and fungible, enabling the small-scale participation of issuers, project developers, and individual buyers is a major innovation, there are some potential risks and challenges to evaluate with the fractionalization of carbon credits. Traceability there is a risk of losing the link between a token and the underlying credited project if proper tracking isn't maintained on the blockchain, this could undermine credibility. Double counting, if the same credit is tokenized in multiple places or the retirement isn't recorded properly, double counting could occur which reduces the environmental integrity, oversupply, creating more liquidity could incentivize overissuing tokens not fully backed by real credits, diluting the market. Proper auditing is necessary, volatility, trading of fractionalized tokens could introduce more speculation and volatility compared to the underlying credits, stable pricing is ideal, regulation, many regulators still recognize traditional credits and may be slow to accept tokenized fractional credits and provide oversight, reversal risk, if an underlying project fails or is compromised. Fractional token holders may have limited recourse compared to traditional credit buyers. While the benefits of fractionalization are clear, managing these risks through transparency, accountability, and governance will be critical for integrity. The space is still evolving quickly, but best practices that emerge could determine the long-term viability and scalability of crypto carbon markets. There are a few emerging efforts to bring more standardization and regulation around the fractionalization of carbon credits. Vera. This leading carbon registry introduced its voluntary carbon credit marketplace focused on retail offsetting. It provides standards around tokenization of bare issued credits. ICAO Corsia, the UN Aviation Agency's carbon offset program is developing tokenization procedures to help airlines use offsets. This could bring institutional grade oversight. Climate Trade, this Spanish startup is working on a regulated security token representing carbon credits to trade on digital exchanges. Toucan Protocol. Its Web3 API aims to be a standardized bridge for minting crypto tokens backed by various project registries, Carbon Credit Token Network, this alliance of organizations published best practices around accounting, transparency, permanence, and more for tokenized carbon credits, Davos, the World Economic Forum recently released a toolkit outlining carbon tokenization models and regulatory considerations to raise awareness, Voluntary Carbon Markets Integrity Initiative. VCMI is engaging policymakers directly to advocate for regulatory clarity, though progress is still early, while fractionalized carbon credit tokens are still largely unregulated, momentum is building rapidly, industry leaders recognize the need to work closely with policymakers to develop frameworks that manage risks while supporting innovation and climate action, ongoing collaboration in this area will be key. Part 3, The Boom and Bust of Crypto Carbon Credits Let's discuss the recent developments and controversies in the crypto carbon credit space, such as the launch of millions of carbon credits on chain by ClimateDAO, the ban by Vera, and the volatility in market prices. We'll analyze the potential benefits and risks of crypto carbon credits for both investors and environmentalists.
Here is an analysis of the recent boom and bust in CryptoCarbon credits, the boom, in 2021. CryptoCarbon credit projects like ClimaDAO gained huge traction, with Clima token prices surging from $6 to $170 at peak. Millions of carbon credits were tokenized, bringing new liquidity into voluntary carbon markets, supported by hype and speculation. Investors poured in seeking exposure to carbon assets on blockchain. Projects made big claims about democratizing and increasing efficiency of carbon markets via crypto. The bust, in early 2022, prices crashed back down with Clima falling to under $2 as speculation cooled off. Vera banned projects from tokenizing its credits, citing serious risks like double counting and reversal risks. Concerns emerged about credit provenance, double counting, and misleading claims by crypto carbon projects. Critics argued the crypto hype far outpaced credible climate impact, potential benefits, can drive more finance into high-quality emissions reduction projects, increase market accessibility to smaller buyers, offer transparency via public ledgers, potential risks, volatility from speculation undermines stability required for climate investment, credits of dubious quality get tokenized, reducing overall integrity, risk of double counting and reversals aren't yet solved. Overall, crypto carbon markets remain highly speculative experiments, realizing benefits while navigating risks will require far more regulatory clarity and institutional grade oversight of tokenization practices. For both investors and environmentalists, skepticism is warranted. Until governance and integrity standards mature, check these sites for your speculative interest in carbon markets 1, https colon slash slash www.climadow.finance slash 2, https colon slash slash vera.org slash project slash vcs slash program slash rules slash requirements slash here are some alternative approaches that could help address concerns with crypto carbon credits regulated cap and trade programs these create compliance carbon markets with strong oversight from regulators examples include the eu emissions trading system and california's program Standards are stricter than voluntary markets, internal carbon pricing, companies assign an internal notional price on carbon to incentivize reductions within their own operations and supply chains, this takes a more direct approach than buying offsets, carbon taxes, directly taxing carbon emissions forces companies to account for their carbon footprint and provides revenue for climate programs. Critics argue taxes have a greater impact than market mechanisms, community-driven offset programs, grassroots programs led by indigenous groups and non-profits can offer more targeted, verifiable offsets driven by local priorities, examples include the Stand for Trees program, regenerative agriculture, farming approaches that sequester carbon in soils and vegetation provide emissions reductions without some risks of forest offsets. Companies like Indigo Ag use this for offsets, energy attribute certificates, tracking and certifying clean energy generation like renewables incentives cleaner power without using carbon markets, however, additionality is not guaranteed, there are trade-offs with each approach, but exploring alternatives can potentially address concerns like additionality, permanence, leakage, and speculation that plague both traditional and crypto carbon markets. Policy synergies between various approaches will likely be needed, 
here are some alternative approaches that could help address concerns with crypto carbon credits. Regulated cap and trade programs, these create compliance carbon markets with strong oversight from regulators, examples include the EU Emissions Trading System and California's program. Standards are stricter than voluntary markets, internal carbon pricing, companies assign an internal notional price on carbon to incentivize reductions within their own operations and supply chains, this takes a more direct approach than buying offsets, carbon taxes, directly taxing carbon emissions forces companies to account for their carbon footprint and provides revenue for climate programs, critics argue taxes have a greater impact than market mechanisms, community-driven offset programs. Grassroots programs led by indigenous groups and nonprofits can offer more targeted, verifiable offsets driven by local priorities. Examples include the Stand for Trees program, regenerative agriculture, farming approaches that sequester carbon in soils and vegetation provide emissions reductions without some risks of forest offsets. Companies like Indigo Ag use this for offsets, energy attribute certificates, tracking and certifying clean energy generation like renewables incentives cleaner power without using carbon markets. However, additionality is not guaranteed, there are trade-offs with each approach, but exploring alternatives can potentially address concerns like additionality, permanence, leakage, and speculation that plague both traditional and crypto-carbon markets. Policy synergies between various approaches will likely be needed. Part 4, The Future of Crypto-Carbon Credits It's time to explore some of the possible scenarios and implications for the future of crypto-carbon credits, such as regulation, standardization, innovation, collaboration, and competition, we'll consider how crypto can complement or challenge other forms of climate finance, such as bank-led initiatives or government-backed schemes, here are some potential scenarios and considerations for the future of crypto carbon credits, increased regulation, stricter regulations, oversight, and standards could emerge to address risks, improving quality but increasing barriers to entry, governments may integrate crypto carbon markets into regulated emissions trading schemes and carbon taxes, Benefits would be transparency, accountability, reduced speculation, downsides may be stifled innovation and higher costs, technology innovations, blockchain-based registries, Internet of Things sensors, and AI could significantly improve emissions tracking, verification, and pricing models. Climate tech startups will likely continue developing new crypto-carbon platforms and offerings. Upside is efficiency, granularity and accessibility. Risks include too much complexity or lack of coordination collaboration cooperation between policymakers, private sector, standards bodies, and crypto developers could enable balanced oversight and innovation. Partnerships between traditional carbon players and crypto projects may emerge to leverage strengths, potential to capitalize on strengths of both while mitigating weaknesses, but interests may not fully align competition crypto carbon markets may compete with and potentially disrupt traditional voluntary carbon markets. They may also compete with bank-led carbon credit initiatives and government emissions trading schemes. Healthy competition can drive positive change but too much fragmentation has risks. Overall, crypto carbon markets face uncertainties but remain immensely promising in improving transparency, engagement, and financing for urgent climate action. Realizing the potential while managing the risks will require proactive governance technology innovation and purpose-driven collaboration between stakeholders, the growth trajectory remains fiercely competitive for now. Partnerships between traditional carbon market players and crypto-slash-blockchain projects could help address challenges and opportunities in several ways, leveraging expertise, combining the climate expertise of traditional carbon players with the technical innovation of crypto developers, improving transparency, blockchain ledgers offer transparency, while traditional players deeply understand auditing and verification. 
Navigating Regulation Traditional players have experienced navigating policy and regulation. Crypto projects need this to properly scale. Accessing new finance. Crypto opens access to new pools of capital interested in climate action. Traditional players have long-term buyers. Developing standards. Traditional standards bodies can provide frameworks for tokenization. Crypto developers can build systems to meet and monitor standards. Managing risks. Traditional players understand risks around reversals, permanence, additionality. Crypto systems could help dynamically track and mitigate risks. Driving participation. Carbon players have corporates and government connections. Crypto can excite retail participation, interoperability. Traditional registries could integrate with blockchain-based systems through open APIs, through strategic collaboration. Traditional carbon and crypto players can balance their strengths and weaknesses while scaling climate finance, but conflicting incentives must be overcome. As crypto threatens to disintermediate traditional players, developing win-win partnerships will require compromises on both sides. Here are a few examples of partnerships emerging between traditional carbon market players and crypto-slash-blockchain projects. Toucan Protocol and Climate Care Toucan provides blockchain infrastructure for mending tokens. Climate Care is a major carbon project developer providing credits to back Toucan's tokens. Vera and Energy Web Vera is exploring using Energy Web's blockchain to improve transparency and tracking carbon credit ownership changes. Gainforest and Nori Gainforest is a carbon sequestration project developer that is tokenizing a portion of its credits through Nori's blockchain platform, C3 and Open Earth Foundation. C3 is a traditional carbon trading company that partnered with Open Earth to tokenize credits on blockchain and make them more accessible. Air Carbon Exchange and IBM The digital carbon exchange will use IBM's blockchain to automate credit transactions and record-keeping for members. Climate Trade and Spanish Stock Exchanges They are working together to list carbon credit tokens on secondary markets and provide regulated trading. Choice and Circle Economy Choice Markets credits from community projects and Circle provides blockchain tools for tokenization and traceability. These show partnerships in key areas like tokenization infrastructure, traceability, transparency, fractionalization, regulated trading, and access to finance. While early stage, they highlight the potential value of collaboration between traditional carbon experts and blockchain innovators. Here is an analysis on the role of cryptocurrency in greening crypto mining. The concern. Crypto mining is energy intensive, especially for proof-of-work models like bitcoins. This results in high electricity usage and carbon emissions. Global bitcoin mining alone uses around 91 TWh per year, comparable to the power use of countries like Malaysia. Most mining still relies on fossil fuel power sources, leading to an estimated 36 million tons of CO2 per year. This significant carbon footprint undermines environmental goals and presents a sustainability issue for cryptocurrencies. Potential solutions Transition mining to renewable energy sources like solar, wind, hydropower, or geothermal that have lower emissions. Some mining operations are shifting in this direction. Improve hardware and data center energy efficiency to reduce electricity needs per hash. Next-gen miners like Bitmain's Antminer S19 claim improved efficiency. Implement carbon credits or taxes on crypto mining emissions to incentivize renewables. Some exchanges like BitMEX have purchased offsets. Develop alternative consensus models like proof-of-stake that require less computational power and energy. Ethereum is transitioning to POS. Utilize carbon removal strategies like reforestation or DAC to directly counter mining emissions. Startups like CarbonKit are exploring this. Support crypto climate advocacy groups pushing for voluntary emission disclosures and reductions from miners. While crypto mining poses sustainability challenges, a combination of solutions, both transitioning to renewables and reducing overall energy use, 
can help significantly reduce emissions and environmental impact. Part 5, let's examine the role of cryptocurrency in greening crypto mining. We'll examine how cryptocurrency mining affects energy consumption and greenhouse gas emissions, especially Bitcoin mining. Evaluate some of the solutions that have been proposed or implemented to reduce or offset these impacts, such as renewable energy sources, efficiency improvements, or carbon removal technologies. Cryptocurrency mining has been a topic of concern due to its impact on energy consumption and greenhouse gas emissions. Bitcoin mining, in particular, has been criticized for its high energy consumption and carbon footprint. However, some members of the crypto community argue that crypto mining can be beneficial for the environment by encouraging the use of renewable energy sources and reducing waste. According to a study by the University of Cambridge, renewable energy sources account for approximately 39% of the total energy consumed by the Bitcoin network. However, the majority of mining operations still rely on non-renewable energy sources such as coal and natural gas, to reduce the environmental impact of cryptocurrency mining. Several solutions have been proposed or implemented, one solution is to use renewable energy sources such as solar, wind, and hydropower to power mining operations, another solution is to improve the efficiency of mining equipment to reduce energy consumption, carbon removal technologies such as carbon capture and storage, CCS, and direct air capture, DAC, have also been proposed as a way to offset the carbon emissions produced by mining operations, to summarize. While cryptocurrency mining has a significant impact on energy consumption and greenhouse gas emissions, there are solutions that can help reduce or offset these impacts, the use of renewable energy sources, efficiency improvements, and carbon removal technologies are some of the solutions that have been proposed or implemented to address this issue. Part 6, Conclusion Now, we'll summarize the main points and findings from the podcast series. We'll highlight some of the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead for cryptocarbon credits and cryptocurrency in general, then, we'll provide some recommendations or suggestions for further research or action. International Carbon Credits ICCs, are tradable certificates that represent the right to emit one metric ton of carbon dioxide equivalent CO2e, into the atmosphere. Cryptocurrencies have seen a meteoric rise in their adoption and value over the past decade, however, the massive energy consumption of mining cryptocurrencies and consequently their carbon footprint is a significant environmental concern. A recent study suggests that using carbon offsets can potentially be a substantial climate mitigation tool for cryptocurrencies since the total volume of carbon credits in tons of CO2e transacted in the voluntary market in 2021 are currently more than twice as high as the estimated annual carbon emissions from the Bitcoin network. The Voluntary Carbon Market VCM, has emerged as a critical mechanism for funding carbon reduction and removal projects, however, the current marketplaces have limitations including opaque pricing and verification processes, which has hindered the growth and potential impact of the overall industry. In response to these environmental costs, several approaches to make cryptocurrencies more sustainable are being explored. One such approach is the use of carbon-backed cryptocurrencies, which are designed to offset their carbon footprint by investing in carbon credits. Some of the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead for crypto carbon credits and cryptocurrency in general include opportunities the use of carbon credits can potentially be a substantial climate mitigation tool for cryptocurrencies. Carbon-backed cryptocurrencies can help offset the carbon footprint of mining cryptocurrencies. The Voluntary Carbon Market 
can provide a critical mechanism for funding carbon reduction and removal projects challenges the current marketplaces for carbon credits have limitations including opaque pricing and verification processes the massive energy consumption of mining cryptocurrencies and consequently their carbon footprint is a significant environmental concern the lack of regulatory clarity and standardization in the cryptocurrency market can hinder the growth and potential impact of the overall industry further research and action can be taken in the following areas research investigate the feasibility of using carbon credits to offset the carbon footprint of cryptocurrencies explore the potential of carbon-backed cryptocurrencies to drive climate action analyze the current marketplaces for carbon credits and identify ways to improve transparency and verification processes action encourage the adoption of sustainable practices in the cryptocurrency industry advocate for regulatory clarity and standardization in the cryptocurrency market support the voluntary carbon market as a critical mechanism for funding carbon reduction and removal projects that completes our long delayed and extended three-part survey of the cryptocurrency markets and their relationships with carbon credits be on the lookout over the next decade or so for the major and currently unknown merging of major trend toward implementation of mandatory carbon credits and the investment landscape our next podcast in episode 13 which is entitled how to prepare for the first institutional Bitcoin bull market we take a broad view of the cryptocurrency market from primary crypto and further into the significant opportunities into so-called altcoins that make up distinctly flavored selections and choices some of which offer even greater opportunities than those making up the greatest share of cryptocurrency market share such as bitcoin ethereum bnb solarium xrp and the rest of the top tier elements so be sure to catch us next time for reggie and royal perspectives podcast on the economy cryptocurrency history and business if you enjoyed the podcast don't forget to smash the like button and subscribe to our channel also please forward our podcasts to those in your sphere of influence for their enlightenment and comments until next time let's stay busy